Hello, this is Lee, the cool guy at RetroVisionMedia.com, coming from our studios in New York City on December 1. That's the first, 2015. Good gracious, good golly. Looks like we only have 30 more of these days in this year. Hasn't been a very good one, what do you say? Hang on a second, let's fuel up with some of this chocolate nuts coffee and we'll get into this program. Issues under fire, hopefully, that's what you're here for. Mm. Hazelnut flavored international poly ice cream, and it looks as though we're good to go. I'm checking my notes, as a matter of fact, and since since I've been away, it's quite a strain, quite a strain. And uh, if there was ever a week to get away for uh, for a while, the one that just passed was it. Oh, what do we got on the page here? A prayer for the Donald. Hmm. You know, a group of pastors. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world and everything like that. And we're going to get to it because uh, we were gone. Russian plane shot down by the Turks. Uh, we got the climate change issue going on in uh, in Paris right now. And they're facing some uh, challenges on the ground with, uh, you know, protesters wanting to make their, their feelings known, etc., etc., etc. Down the list. We have some good stuff, though. Oh yeah, and you know, as a matter of fact, uh, we have some, some, some. Let's face it, this climate change thing. I mean, let's talk about it just for a minute, okay? Please, thank you very much. Um, it is important. It is happening. It has the backing of silence, science. It has uh, the support of the Pope. Okay. I mean, everybody is looking at this level-headedly and saying that something has to be done. The United States is over there trying to lead. President Obama is trying to pull everybody together under one umbrella to do something. However, he's being undermined at the very same time by uh, Republicans in the House, etc. Saying, look, whatever deal that you guys make with this guy, forget about it. We ain't paying for it. We're not kicking any dough. We don't want to be a part of it. The president should be thinking otherwise. Yeah. Now, what, it, it's so many things wrong with that. You know, politics, you know, stops at the, the border's edge. In other words, when the president is on foreign soil trying to make a point, trying to show where America is going, he doesn't need to be undermined by folks in a freaking peanut gallery. What does that say about America? Why would anybody want to deal with a schizophrenic country like this? Whereas, you know what, at, at the next election, it all could change. So uh, signing on the dotted line, you know, should be done with invisible ink. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. When I, you know, started hearing uh, about that, it was disturbing. So uh, we had to, I don't know, bring that out for a minute. But that's not what we're going to write up today because, well, we had to talk about it. It's a global issue, okay? It's going on. And the whole Syrian issue is a global issue. It's going on. And we're going to take care of those things down the uh, but then there's this other crazy story we don't like to get into uh, domestic politics because it's worthless. So it's a worthless endeavor, you know, considering the characters being put forth as potential leaders. It's a laughable situation. But every once in a while, and especially with this guy Trump, seems to stir up a lot of uh, attention. And we have some black pastors. I don't even know what that what relevance they literally have anymore, quite frankly, considering they've led their people down the wrong path for <laughs> centuries. No, really, I'm watching their performance. My God, doing absolutely nothing. So, uh, but they were meeting with Donald Trump, and I'm wondering, you know, why? What was the purpose? What was the point? 
I mean, his words speak for himself. I mean, I, I couldn't even see them having a reason to be in the, first, in, the, in the room with the guy. And I'm thinking, you know, am I put on my conspiracy theory hat? Perhaps they were just there to shake the guy down for a couple of bucks. Look, we'll, uh, we'll stand by you for some photo opportunities as long as you kick down a couple of bucks. You know, I can't say that we're going to deliver the black vote because, uh, well, we can't deliver the black vote. But we can create the image for you. So whatever happened in that meeting behind closed doors must have shook some people up. Maybe they didn't get enough for the heat that they were going to take. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Thinking out loud here. But uh, at the end of the meeting, these folks came out. Look, well, we're not going to endorse them. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I really don't care what happened, but it was amazing. And I personally, and I don't like mysteries because there, there's a mystery right there. I want to solve that. I want to see who these men and women were who met with Trump and what. And sit down. What were you trying to achieve? Please, we need to know. If only for entertainment purposes. You see. And this whole thing, yeah, well, we're going to pray for the guy. And I'm thinking, you're going to pray for Donald Trump. My goodness, my gracious. When you look out amongst your congregations and all of the need that they have, you have time to, uh, to pray for the soul of a billionaire. My goodness, my gracious. I would really like to see who they are leading. I would like to take a look at some of those congregations. How large are they? You see. And the reason why, because it leads to the story that I really want to talk about. Here it is right in front of me, for crying out loud. Race war. Yeah. That's what's going on in this, in this country right now. We will write that up, as a matter of fact. But I'm thinking, meeting with Donald Trump, under the conditions that African Americans are facing, have been, and will continue to face. What did they think he was going to bring to the party? What solutions did he was going to offer? Any kind of relief in any way? What was he going to guarantee, broadly speaking, that the changes that he would be able to make or would promise to make? What? What were they trying to get out of this guy? You see, because I'm looking at the stats. They're everywhere. You know, the stories everywhere from college campus, nation to nation, see, uh, see the shiny seat. You know, where these battles are being taken, police shootings all over, white extremists taking pot shots at black people who are just simply trying to process, wait a minute, I don't like what's going on. So I got to get shot by the cops. I got to get shot by extremists and nobody's going to do anything about it. Look at the case, this McDonald thing in, uh, in Chicago. The mayor, a former Right hand of the president himself hid evidence during a time that, uh, well, things were pretty hot. Held it off for a year, left this cop on the street, who looks to be a murderer for over almost 13 months before they charged him. And it was only charged because he was forced, forced by the courts, forced by the legal system to release it to the public. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. And I'm looking at all of this. I, mean, I went to get the numbers because you know what I was talking about. I got to run the numbers, the stats. The numbers don't lie. So I said, well, where can we get some national numbers on the number of police shootings involving African-Americans, unarmed or otherwise? So we, I mean, no, there's got to be some database that every time a police person, law enforcement officer, discharges his weapon while he's in the act of performing his duties, should be recorded and the report goes in and the date and it's held and you know so we could nothing they say we always oh, we don't keep those numbers can't find it so you have to rely on incidents 
making the papers, getting on tape and posted on YouTube. And we got enough of that to be able to say, from here, we know we got a problem. So what does Rahm Emanuel do in Chicago? He's put together, putting together a task force to examine the accountability process when these things happen. And they're going to go into training. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on, let's face it. The public is being BS'd in their face. So it's time to stop looking at incident, 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 incident. Outcome, 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 outcome. Without coming to a conclusion, you got to start at fun point. You got to start adding up what you got, and what we got is a race war against African Americans or people of color in this country, specifically black people. I mean, Latinos, you know, they get caught up in the periphery, but when it comes to race, we're talking black and white. That's what it is. So. Yeah, that's what it is. Now, whether you're gonna wait and have something like this come across, slash across your, your internet, your television, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, whatever, whoever you, you're never gonna see a headline that's gonna read, there's a race war. But if you cannot see where African-Americans, black people specifically are being attacked by the police, by the extremists, by economics, by education, you call it, and they're under siege. Resilient, determined, stupid if you ask me, for facing all of this pressure and not finding a way to get out of it. But that's where we are right now. I mean, let's face it, and people will say it so openly, if in any other circumstance, it's a war against women, it's a war on this, it's a war on that, but nobody will say that there's a war on black people. A race war happening right in our faces right now, and nobody is facing that fact. Nobody's willing to talk about it, say it out loud. That's what's happening. At the end of most of these events, when some of these guys are picked up and finally brought to justice, or at least stand trial for their actions, to a person, many of them will say openly and honestly, I was trying to start a race war. Well, I'm willing to listen. I'm accepting that admission. And at this point, I, Lee, the cool guy, is thinking about what do you do about it? If they want to start a war, you're obviously being provoked. Get out of the way. They got the gun. They got all the guns. You're out, man. You're off. They're on their home turf. I mean, let's face it. If it's a minority, hey. So if this is a war, you need to understand right now, this is not a war that you can fight not like that. Not in the streets. Oh, no, no, no. You got to find a way to move the higher ground. If there's a shitstorm coming, you do not buy a goddamn umbrella and take cover in a cellar. You move for crying out loud. Only stupid people in Oklahoma do things like that. I'm giving it to you on the real. On the real. You need to see this for what it is. And the smart ones will get out. 
the others will take cover. But uh, you can't even protect yourself if you won't admit what's going on. You see. You've got to admit it to yourself. Hey, this is what's going on. How am I going to deal with it? So if you think that uh, talking to Donald Trump, voting for Hillary Clinton, praying to anybody is going to change your situation, you already lost. You already lost. Can't help you here. But we'll try. In the meantime, though, this is Lee, the cool guy at RichardVisionMedia.com, coming out studios in New York City on December 1, 2015. Hey, took a while, but we've been away for a while. See you tomorrow.